This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Taking you behind the curtain, it's the Joan Hamburg Show. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome everyone to the Joan Hamburg Show. You know, we're looking back, people already are acting as if what we all went through is over, and I certainly hope so. But when I think about what I did for two and a half years, I sort of come up with nothing. But actress and singer, writer, educator Sharon Wheatley had a different adventure. In fact, I was fascinated when I read that Sharon had written a book. She had written a book before, but she had a new book called Drive. And she and her family did something that I have fantasized about. I have a kid who lives in California, and of course, like so many of you with children and family away, we hadn't seen each other in a really long time. I wanted to rent an RV, drive across country, park in his driveway, and say, Mom's here. But everyone I knew talked me out of it. You can't do it. You don't know how to do it. It's huge. How will you get gas back up? Sharon Wheatley didn't listen to the naysayers. And when her Broadway show, she was working, Come From Away, and her wife, who is a, a theater manager, was working, but both their shows were on hold for the moment or thought they were going to be on hold. Everyone thought it would be a matter of weeks when her kids had school situations that were not going to be as usual. Sharon did something incredible. Welcome. I got the biggest kick out of reading Drive because it was not only funny, it was a look at America. And look at how people are living. And it was, you know, that you did that was just incredible. Thank you. I have to say, I look back on it now and I think exactly the same thing. I can't believe we did it. I mean, I'm in the process of looking at booking a little spring break trip. And to be honest, I'm looking at, you know, ritzy hotels and how nice can I make it? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's I'm a resort girl. I am not a let's hop in an RV kind of a girl. I had never been in one in my life, nor unlike you, I had never fantasized about doing it. But, you know, as we all know, coming through this pandemic, sometimes uh, necessity is the motherhood of invention. And I had to get my child from one coast to the other and. I was raised to make difficult situations an adventure. And I thought, how can I do this? Um, And I was scared. (laughs) I'd be scared too. And and you were having company, you know, but still. So where did the IV, did you just wake up and say, I'm going to do this and look at this because of the pandemic? No one wanted to stay in hotels or motels and worry about food and eating in restaurants, right? It was anxiety time. It's true. And, you know, sometimes it's 
when we look back at the beginning days of the pandemic now, you know, I don't think that people are nearly as hesitant to stay in a hotel. Um, I think that we've all figured it out in a way that we didn't have it figured out back in May and June of 2020. That was still very much, you know, life was shut down um, and people weren't traveling on airplanes and people weren't staying in hotels. There was still a lot of, I mean, I remember hearing stories about people who would rent a hotel for two nights and they would let the hotel room sit empty for the first night to get out any, you know, uh, infections that might be in the air and then they would stay there the second night. And I just thought, well, that sounds expensive and still risky in terms of having to check in and go into elevators and everything else. Um, and there was always the issue of really simple things like a public restroom. You know, if you drive across country, you're still having to go into every public right. restroom. It seemed like everything I looked at was uh, incredibly risky. Right. Everything um, but, was threatening. And it really was because we yeah. didn't know anything. It's true. And and I have uh, and I, I think there are many parents who are divorced and have agreements with their their spouses, child's other parent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Toby needed to spend the summer with uh, with their dad in San Diego. And I thought, how can I do this? So. I went around and around and around about it. And my wife, unlike me, um, had done some RV trips in in childhood. I mean, really, it was just her grandparents who were driving, and she didn't do anything. But she had very nostalgic memories of this and had always said, I want to go around in an RV. And I kind of just said, sure, someday, thinking never. <laughs> so I had a pretty good idea when I came up with the idea. I just kept thinking, what can I do that's self-contained? And it just kept coming back around to RVs. And at that time, no one was renting an RV except um, healthcare workers who were renting them and parking in their own driveways so that they could come and go to the mm-hmm. hospital without Safely. infecting their kids. Yeah. So that's, I got a great deal because no one was doing it at the time. And they gave me an open-ended contract, which I didn't think that I would need. But we ended up hopping in that RV and figuring it out. And we stayed in it for 91 days. Uh, It's incredible because even though you were a Cincinnati girl and grew up Mm. where you know, even if you didn't live there where I grew up in a, in a town where I was in my car from the time it was legal and we drove all the time, but you're a New York city actress for all these years. And it <laughs> right. isn't like you're driving great adventures or of a difficult terrain. You had to get in this huge thing and neither of you had done this really where you were behind the wheel and no. you had a kid with you more yeah. than one at sometimes. And you had to figure it out, how to dump stuff out of it, how to gas it, how to turn it, how to make it in a driveway. I still don't know, even reading your book, Drive, how you did this. We watched. Did you go to school, by the way, for it before you took off? (laughs) No. I mean, we went to YouTube school. We sat, I mean, you know, the the luxury of the pandemic is that we, we did have a lot of time as Toby was in homeschool and finishing up 
um, sixth grade, which is the grade that Toby was in at the time, Martha and I sat in the living room of the Airbnb that we have rented in Cincinnati, and we watched YouTube videos, which there are tons of them, with every single different detail about how to dump it. And Martha would focus on all of the functions of how to dump the this and the that and this and the that. Meanwhile, I was planning the the color scheme and how to have the most comfortable bed and how do you drive and not have, you know, your smoothie maker fall and smash in an RV. So we were working on completely different things. But it, it in this case, it worked really well that we're so different. It worked very well in our it was in our favor. But it was still incredibly intimidating. And we learned so much just in the first day. Well, I, but and then when your wife had to go because her show uh was needing her and they were doing recordings and stuff where she and it was thrilling because you guys also had to deal with the money issue when actors yeah. don't work they don't get paid that's right i mean we had basically <laughs> my sister said to me at one point how are you going to pay for this and i said i've got a zero percent credit credit card in a dream i mean we just put it all <laughs> on a zero percent credit card so when so Martha was the production stage manager of Diana the Musical, and they did a lot of work during the pandemic on the show. And so Martha was constantly in Zoom meetings for Diana, and we were racing from free Wi-Fi to re free Wi-Fi, trying to make sure that she was able to get in on these Zoom meetings, parking in McDonald's parking lots or parking in. Starbucks parking lots or public libraries, any place that had free Wi-Fi that might reach the RV. So that became an unexpected um, uh, goal to achieve every day. And she would do Zoom meetings and I would walk the dogs or, or whatever. And, and then um, we were somewhere in the middle of Montana. I mean, really deeply in Montana. And she got a call that they were going to film Diana the Musical for Netflix. Now, that's a is, break. <laughs> I mean, it was great. And well, Martha cried and I crunched numbers is kind of how it came down. And we looked at each other and said, you've got to go. You have to go and do this. And so then the decision was, am I going to turn the RV in and wait it out? Or... Am I going to keep it out? And at this point, it was so close to the time when Toby was going to be done in San Diego. That's and then right. we had the issue of getting them back. And at this point, my older daughter, Charlotte, was also in San Diego now at this point. And so I just called Charlotte up and said, what do you think? Can we do this? And Charlotte agrees to everything. And I Right. How really old is Charlotte? She was a teenager or? She was right. 23. 23, 20, so. Yeah. Her, I, I was 22, actually, an at the time. Oh, yeah. She was totally into it. And I just thought, I'm much, I don't, you know, it's interesting here. I wrote this book called Drive, and I talk about driving an RV, and I sound so cavalier about it. But the truth is, um, I was very <laughs> nervous 
to do it. Very nervous to do it. Sure, by yourself, really, with your kid. Yeah, and I thought, and Martha had done the majority of the driving, I would say, and I'm a very good driver, but, you know, the pandemic, as everybody knows, I think did take a toll on people's psyche in a lot of ways. And I was having some anxiety issues and everything else. And I thought, I really have to think about whether or not I can do this just safety wise. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to wreck the RV, but I just thought, you know, do I want to, yeah. Do I want to white knuckle it really was my question. And when Charlotte was so into it, um, I just thought, you know, she had felt left out. Here we had been on this trip, and she, yeah, she, yeah, exactly. She'd been doing something else, and and um, she really wanted to go. And I thought, all right, this is a moment where I show my kids what I'm made of. Right. And so, in a lot of ways, I think the book is the book is about a lot of things, but the book's about parenting. It is and resilience. Yeah, yeah, and we had a blast. I mean, it was it was. I always said to Martha, I said, you know, if you really replay your life when you die, um, those moments before, these are the days that will go through my head of, of what we did during that time. And, and my kids and I know each other on a different level. And Martha and I certainly do. Um, I mean, and, you know, and we all argued and we all, you know, it was, it was a technicolor. Yeah, you're tough. You're trip. in a box, a great big box yeah. on wheels. <laughs> and you can't. had animals with you too. It wasn't like it was just you and one or two kids. It oh, was no, a whole had... menagerie in there. It was. Well, you know, when you're packing up your life, you, you pack up everything. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That's and it, it, there were so many funny scenes of you guys pulling with this huge thing into friends in various parts of America into their driveways, and because of the pandemic, no one was willing to let this crazy family in their houses because of contamination. Yeah, it's true. Nor did we want to do that. I mean, we really felt very protective of everyone that we were seeing. But also, people were lonely. I mean, by this point, this is June, July, August, September of 2020, and people had been stuck in their houses for a long time. So we just got this crazy notion to do something that in the RV community is called mooch docking, which is where you park in someone's driveway and then you run an extension cord, just a basic outdoor extension cord, like you would use for like Christmas lights into their house. And then we could, we could use that to make coffee in the morning or run a fan and but they call it mooch docking because you're borrowing their power. Their power. <laughs> and we would, you know, fill up our tank with their hose so that we had water. Mm. And and then we would just barbecue and stay outside. We never went in anybody's house. We slept in the RV. We used our own bathroom. Um, but we got to visit with people across the country. And, and our friends were very starved for visitors. <laughs> yeah. So we we always said. If you had a flat driveway and we knew you, chances were you were going to get a phone call from us at some point. (laughs) (laughs) And there you were. I'm talking to Sharon Wheatley and her new book, Drive. Do you sense having driven across and into gorgeous places and not gorgeous places and meeting people everywhere, 
that you got a feeling of what America's about or what people were thinking during those times. There's been so much anger and so much political stuff. You guys are in the world of art and theater. That isn't your world. Was that evident or it wasn't? You all had a commonality. You know, one of the goals of the trip, I mean, that Martha and I set as a goal in the beginning was that we wanted to get out in America. And originally the book was called Out in America, which I liked because it had a double meaning. It had sort of, you know, Martha and I as a gay couple out in America, but also just being Martha and I live and work within a five block radius. And here in Manhattan, in the epicenter of, you know, liberalism, as my dad would say, you know, your politics have to do with your zip code, which always made me mad. He was very Republican. My mother was very Republican, both of them conservative, Martha's parents as well. And when my parents died, I had the sense of my connection to the other political party, the other view of America is gone. And I think both Martha and I felt very strongly about wanting to get out in America and meet people. And, you know, the RV community, and this is a massive generalization. It's, it's, it's different state by state, for example, in California. Yeah. But in California, a lot more people in the West coast in general, a lot more people RV than they do here on the East coast. Again, generalization, but, um, but it is a, a highly military crowd. It is a much more conservative crowd. Um, and we knew and felt the risk of driving into different RV campgrounds as two married women. And we, I definitely was nervous about it. Martha's more comfortable in general. And, um, and less, I'm a nervous Nelly. So, you know, I'm nervous about everything. <laughs> I found that people absolutely are people. You can watch Fox News or you can watch MSNBC. You can listen to all the reports. But I'm here to tell you that people are nice and kind and they were helpful. And the best thing was we found the themes of the show that I'm in come from away, which is all about traveling and getting stranded somewhere mm-hmm. and then relying on the kindness of strangers, regardless of everything um, to be true in America as well. So that's the really good news that I have. If we had an issue, people were more than willing to come over and say, you know, this is how you, you use this adapter. This is, Oh, you're, pump is stuck. You need to do this, or this is why this is leaking. And then we would chat and we had a great time. I mean, and I think they admired that we were out doing it and trying and, you know, two women in a 30 foot RV with two dogs and two cats, you get noticed. (laughs) Right. And a young kid in the beginning. (laughs) That's right. That's right. I mean, and obviously not knowing what we're doing and the RV that we rented has gigantic graphics on it. I mean, you can't miss us. So it was, I would say more than anything, that's what I took away from the trip. I, I came back with a much greater sense of calm, even as I was watching the news, I thought, you know, this is, this is what people talk about, but, um, it isn't. We've lived it. We lived it on a one-on-one interpersonal 
way that made me feel really good about who people are. And do you feel when you come from away has opened, you're back on Broadway playing Diane, but did you feel as a different person? Was it life-changing or is that just what people say when they're describing something? When you came back to the real world, Hell's Kitchen, the normal New York day-to-day is so different, and working on Broadway eight shows a week. Were you a new you or... What was the perspective, Sharon? Sharon Wheatley is my guest. That's such a good question. You know, honestly, I think what had happened with me is that I had become my job. I had been in Come From Away since 2015. I had been on Broadway for a long time. And I really, I didn't, I had lost track of who I was underneath all of that. And so I do think that I came back with more confidence of there's life beyond this job Mm -hmm. for me. Um, But I also can't, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't sit in, you know, a, a shopping mall parking lot in the middle of Washington state on a Tuesday night at eight o'clock when I would normally be on stage, right. you know, in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, I really, somebody sent me a video of people singing, you know, one of the songs from come from away and I clicked on it and started to listen to it and I lost it. And I looked at Martha mm-hmm. and I said, I can't, I can't go there. I have to stay very, um, uh, Centered, yes, exactly, and just stay. I have to stay right where I am and enjoy it. I definitely came back to Hell's Kitchen. I mean, just speaking honestly, and noticed so much more of the crime and the drugs and the dirt. You know, you can't. I think that's normal, having been where I was. It's gotten worse. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely gotten worse. It, 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 there's no, there's no two ways about it, and I. I miss waking up to birds. I miss building a campfire at night. Mm -hmm. I miss looking at the stars. Um, But, you know, I know that's all out there. And it is a beautiful thing to be back with my second family and doing this show that means so much to people and that I think people need to see right now, not to do a plug for the show. But in all honesty, this is the show that if people are coming back to Broadway, I think this is the right one to see because it reminds you that people are kind. And being part of that message every night is so important to me and to all of us that work on the show. It is about resilience. It is about kindness. And so I do have a deeper, richer perspective on that, having lived it during the pandemic. Right. And the truth is, in Drive, You'll also find out how Sharon got this wonderful part in a wonderful show. When a show starts, no one knows what's going to happen to it. And, right. and to just get these parts is, it's, you know, the luck of the draw. It's like winning the lottery, you know, the chances yeah. of that. So this was a huge get at a complicated time. I'm curious, too, you you had your little boy. He wasn't so little, but he's 
you know, a kid still with you on part of this trip. Do you feel it changed him in any way or because he's just a kid, it was all part of this is what I'm doing now? How about your relationship with him or your wife? This is, here we get into the most 2022 um, correction that I need to make ever. And so just go with me on this. One of the things that has happened for a lot of children during the pandemic is there's been this um, this sort of gender revolution, which I am oh, still me, figuring out. And I so don't get it. Toby, I know, I know. Believe me, I don't always no either. No one's a he but, or a she. They're a they right. or a whatever. That's right. Toby is a they, them, and Toby was born female and actually had a different name. And so this has all happened during the pandemic. So Toby isn't a boy. Uh, Toby's a they, them. Um, at the time when I was, it's interesting, I will tell you this, at the time when I was writing the book and at the time when uh, the trip started, Toby was at that point still Beatrix, which Toby allows me to say. Some kids are very rigid about, you can't say my previous name, and they call it a dead name. But Toby and I had long conversations about name and gender, but Toby was still a girl, and Toby was Beatrix. So the first draft of the book is all she, her, and is all Beatrix. And I had to go back in and change. And I realized on page 44, there's still a her, so I have to go back in and ask my publishing company if they can fix that for the next printing. But um, I will say I work at night, generally speaking, right? Six days a week. And right. my show is very short. But I but don't still always you're to, gone. <laughs> yeah, I don't always get to sit down and have dinner. Now, we do. I do as much quality time with Toby as I possibly can. And I'm always the first person out of the theater rushing home to be with Toby and I can, I can walk in the door at nine o'clock and really do all the bedtime stuff and you know, all that. And we're in very close contact all the time. Um, but I think for Toby, it was the pandemic as it has been for so many kids has been so traumatizing and to give Toby and Charlotte, who's my older one, this gift of learning how to make life an adventure, even when the adventure is my mom's in a bad mood, the dog just threw up, you know, now I've got to walk the dogs, the fire won't start, it's raining, it's muddy, it's, it's at least we have something and we were all together and we laughed and we cried and we we have something vibrant and it wasn't just i'm going to sit on the couch and worry and wring my hands about what to do um and i think that that was a really valuable experience for toby i'm sure well it's a great adventure and thank you sharon wheatley for sharing it with us it's called drive and it's going to take you all across America and meet a family you might not have met before, find out what it was like growing up in the Midwest in Cincinnati, and that people are people all yep. over, no matter where. So you gave us a gift. All the best to you and your family. Thank you for having me on. I'm so honored. It's a pleasure, and I'm so happy that you're back on that wonderful show. Me? So, 
too. Yeah, everyone go see it. <laughs> and I look forward to talking to you again. Take care. Thank you so much. Take care. I'm Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. More to come.